Yeah, Danny, we're doing an intro. Oh. We'll do one together. We? I've started recording. Oh, I will. Welcome to Sloss and Humphreys on the Road. Um, thank you to everybody who signed up on Patreon and you're getting this on a Monday because you get it on early access, whatever tier of Patreon you are on. So congratulations to you guys. To everybody else, listen to it on a Wednesday, losers. Get your fingers out. Stop sitting on the fence. Make a contribution. And also, if you join the highest tier, which is only a fiver, the highest tier, you get extra bonus episodes every Thursday. I will actually we'll do a video the next time because we're, we're, we're just allowed to see each other in public again. Aye, we'll do videos. And uh, even on the lowest tier, the £3 one, you can get um, every Wednesday, we'll clip a flashback episode as far back as 2016 when my opinions haven't dated very well at all. Oh, stuff that's gonna, the stuff that we're going to get cancelled and put in front and centre. Anyway, that was the intro. Uh, thanks for subscribing and everybody else. Just thanks for listening. Thanks for being here in general. Oh, Daniel. Sloss and Humphreys on the road. Muggins and cream, cream and muggins. Straight thugging, living the dream. That, that's our intro. Fucking muggles. Tickling the clit inside your head that makes you laugh. <laughs> they said it can't be done. Are we in the same seats? That's hack. Oh, muggles. Accidental rim job in the park. Kiss, kiss, kiss. Or am I just being cynical? Just muggled it up on fucking Mugglepedia. Where have you been since 9 11? Want me to do it? Aye. Aye. Uh, hello and welcome to Sloss and Humphreys on the Roads. Uh, first of all, non COVID edition, which is obviously great. And also, we're, we're on, actually on the road again. We're on the road? On the road again. It's only part of that song I know. And it's I, did, I, thought, I, I thought you were going to start freestyle there. No, because it's, it, it's from. When was the last time you watched Shrek? Shrek? It's been a long time. I can take a good Shrek impression. Go on. Get out of my swamp. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. That's my Scottish, Scottish accent. Aye, is it? And how's Natalie with that? Aye, aye. <laughs> I bet that's I'm not the type of racism she expected to experience. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, well, okay, I'm offended for the other side. This is new. This is exciting. Um, when Shrek and Donkey go on the road, uh, Shrek, Donkey starts singing on the road again. Just can't wait to get on the road again. But that's the only bit of the song. Sloss and Humphrey's on the road again. Get out of my swamp. Nope. I mean, it's just... <coughs> I wonder if the Shrek films have aged well. Imagine the first one, at least. Well, do you think it could be problematic? Well, a donkey fucks a dragon, mate. <laughs> Aye, but you know what? It's free love. Aye, maybe. I think they're ahead of their time, actually. Because... It might do. We watched Austin Powers the other week, and that actually aged very well. No way, as in me and you. No, you no, me, 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 and, me and Colin. Or oh, me and Cara the other day watched... Uh, Legally Blonde, I've not ever seen it before. And fucking Jennifer College fully uses the word spastic. Yes! <laughs> she, she, <laughs> just, she just drops something, she's like, why am I such a spastic? And me and Carl were like, whoa! Hey! Oh, all right, come on then. Easy! Yeah. Um, so I just think it's, I think it's good to watch things from fucking back in the day and just go, oh my god, this hasn't aged that great. But it's wrong to try and get something cancelled retrospectively. Oh, I, I think so too. I, it's I just, just so laugh. stupid uh, when they're like, but they said this thing 20 years ago. And you go, yeah, right. And, and it's not great now. And it's really, really good that you realise it's not applicable or appropriate now. That's good. But you can't fucking, you can't go back 20 years and be like, everyone on Friends needs to die. Because there was no black characters and they made a bunch of homophobic jokes. We've got to get it fucking cancelled. They made it. They Joey, know it's Joey was overly persistent with women. He was very... Well, yeah. Was he? I mean, was Joey ever truly... You know when he kept going to knock on the girl's house from across the thing? I was watching that guy and, oh, this isn't aging great. But it's still, like, you'd never... Like, you just got that, that... Friends was friends. Friends that, was friends. You lock, you lock that in. It's there. It's, it's, and, it's, and, it's beyond reproach. And we'll put... It's not beyond reproach. You're allowed to, you're allowed to say... This wouldn't, this wouldn't get through now. Yeah, this wouldn't get through now. And it's good and it's progress that it wouldn't get through now. Don't fucking get it taken off of Netflix, any of that fucking shit. That's not teaching anything. That's just fucking silencing things you don't like hearing because... Um, well, just because you want to ca- shout. Captain Planet had an episode of we're trying to solve the troubles. <laughs> oh, man. Colin sent that through. Very funny. Make that again now. Fuck it. Let's go. Keep going. I've no problem with that. Catching petrol bombs and that. What are you doing? He's a fucking Protestant. He deserves to die. Okay, well, water, fire, earth, compassion. <laughs> 
like apparently that was. Do from... you not remember the episode of uh, Pokemon when they took down the Berlin Wall? No, <laughs> no, something that. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, oh, uh, you've got a good time. You think they fucking got Geodude and Golem to just start smashing it down? Well, it's a brick wall, so we're gonna have to use, I guess, a grass type of Pokemon. Has anyone got a Venusaur? Maybe Squirtle. We can, squ- we can Squirtle down the Berlin Wall. Do you know what I mean? Let's Squirtle down the Berlin Wall. Do you not remember when uh, Pikachu, Ash, Brock, and uh, Onyx, they all got together to stop the Rwandan genocide? <laughs> and then Pikachu stopped him and tried to save the... Oh, I'm going to fuck this up. It was the Sotsies and the Tootsies. But I can't remember who was the bastards. Do you not remember the Power Rangers in Jerusalem? <laughs> <laughs> form of... Don't! Don't! Don't make any form! <laughs> Do you not remember when Hey Arnold got sent to Auschwitz? <laughs> <laughs> they got the anti-Semitism way wrong. It was, I mean, if anyone, it should have been. Aye. I remember when uh, Dora the Explorer solved apartheid. <laughs> she <laughs> solved apartheid. <laughs> <laughs> there seems to be a problem here. No, what could it be? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I fucking miss... I guess I don't miss cartoons, but like I like the. Thank you for showing me that cartoon. I'm absolutely gonna have to rewatch because I was drunk as fuck when I watched it. You're talking about Invincible. Invincible. What a fucking cartoon! So good. Done, done in the style of all of the cartoons I watched as a kid. Aye, like you know, the He Man, your X Men, your Thundercats. You're if like, anyone's not watched it yet, it's on Amazon. It's uh, the comic books were written by Robert Kirkman, who was the guy that Walking did Dead. Walking Dead, Dead, yeah. And and look, ignore the last nineteen seasons of Walking Dead and focus on the first five. The whole which point were actually now, the whole point of Walking Dead was they were going to keep it going for as long as they could keep it going. Aye. It was eventually going to fizzle out. They never had an ending for it. Aye. That was the plan. And like I, I kept up with the comic books and I kept up with the series for as long as I could keep up with them. And then I was like right I'm done I'm tapping out and good on them for trying to keep it going because that was the plan apparently it was I, meant to be a soap aye aye <laughs> but then I think he was just like we're done it now I think it got up to 30 graphic novels and I stopped around 27 yeah, and my dad's just well. like for the love of God just finish it like I promise you it's over for me it was when they started wearing zombie skins they started skinning zombies and walking around with the zombie skins on that's for me when I felt like they jumped the shark aye aye there was also um, man, Negan was really good. He was a saving grace in the comic books for so much, and I thought he was brilliant in uh, the TV series Negan. I know some people didn't, but oh, like, yeah. he was just such a brilliant bastard in the comic books. Anyway, Robert Kirkman is a superb uh, graphic novel uh, writer and a, and a Vincent- brutal graphic novel writer. Because if you remember some of the stuff from Walking Dead uh, that didn't make it into the show, like when Michonne uh, fucking got a. Captured by the governor and ah, literally was raped in a garage for about three months. She, she had him kneeling on a plank of two by four wood, Aye. knee on each side, with his cock nailed to the middle. Aye. And she, when he come round, she scooped a spoon that was already up his ass and used that to take his eyeball out. Aye. Aye. That's what level of fucking graphic novel Robert Kirkman was writing with that he chose. Like, I've got this thing for TV and TV were like... Right, we'll smash Glenn's head in with a barbed-wired thing, but we're not going to do the we cock can. nailed to the blank of wood thing. We can't poop a scoop or an eyeball. I just I can't <laughs> get it past the censors. Yeah. If you were South Park, we might be able to let you do it because it's a comic book. But that's the great thing about this Invincible series is because it's uh, a cartoon, an adult cartoon, with a fucking chock-a-block fucking cast, by the way. It's like J.K. Simmons, uh, Sandra, O. Fucking what oh, I'm such a bastard for not knowing Glenn's name in real life. I'm a fan of his. He did Conan Without Borders a bunch of time. And it was really funny in the sketch on the sketch show. Yeah, I think you should leave. I <laughs> fuck. I'm an asshole for not knowing his name. Um, anyway, there's there's a bunch of other ones. Fucking Seth Rogen's in it. Like those. It, it's just a really good fucking cast. And without, would you watch the first episodes? And in the last 10 minutes, you'll go, oh, okay, I am, I now understand why everyone's talking about I this. I remember being actually astonished. As much as, like, because we, we drank quite a bit of whiskey last night. Right. We just got carried away. We, like, had early shows at five. We didn't get carried away. Marlena fucking texted us It was both. rebellion? It was teenage rebellion? Mar- like, we're down. I'm a 30-year-old man. You're a 45-year-old man. Whoa! We're down this- <laughs> oh, what was that? Well, I'm just like... <laughs> Jesus. Oh. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that'll be birthdays next week. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
we were down and obviously we're air quotes recovering from COVID despite the fact that we both don't fucking test it so we don't have any more but we're still a bit tired and fucking this is what Marlena does I mean, again it comes from a place of love but it's just micromanagement and she just messaged us both been like so uh, just recommend you probably don't drink too much on stage tonight just to help your recovery. And I was like, I wasn't even going to drink, but now that you've told me uh, not to do it, my, my I'm off to buy a bottle of whiskey. To have a Lucasaid between shows. She was like, micromanaging like when I had me specific drinks Aye. for energy levels, which is kind of like adorable in a, in a way, but like, how am man? If man, don't if tell you, us when to drink Lucas in. If you don't, man, if you tell me to do something, I will just not fucking do it. Like unless it's literally my job. Anything else? Nah. Um, so in in childish rebellion, we polished off a bottle of whiskey yesterday. Yeah, and uh, drank with for meal because there was whiskey available at the Japanese place that went. Oh out. yeah, when <laughs> so we're in Birmingham, and we were sitting in a window seat in this great fucking ramen uh, restaurant, and. I can't remember what you were talking to me about because I wasn't I wasn't really listening oh yeah <laughs> you were like bashfully flirting with us while I was talking I was it was so, so weird I was like that is never normally this responsive like on a podcast you were acting like podcast responsive almost Aye. just in a me and you at a dinner table conversation and then you explained to us what had just happened over the course of the last five minutes we were in a window seat in the fucking restaurant and there was a gay couple just outside the window right just fucking canoodling having a little bit of a PDA but here's the thing man I I like seeing uh, gay couples being able to do public displays of affection yeah right? no, feel- normalise as much as possible yeah and also I love the fact that like you're in fucking Birmingham and you see fucking Landwell and nobody's bothering them like it's yeah. just so normal I, and I, I think it's you know I imagine it's not the experience all the time for gay people, but when I just say, I'm like, fucking good for you. It's still probably jarring to an older generation. Aye. But it, for, for us, it's like, oh, this is just, this is normal now. This Aye. Is, this is brilliant. This is progress in society. Yeah, it's just, it, it absolutely so you were witnessing to... this, but oh. to witness it, you had to look in that direction. Yeah, and I was just stated, and obviously I've got quite a fucking resting bitch face anyway, and I'm just a bit of a miserable fucking cunt. And one of the guys keep, like, keeps looking over at me, and I'm just like, oh, fuck. Like, oh, and I've been staring at them for a bit, but it's one of those moments where I'm not staring at them the whole time. I'm looking around, but literally every time we both look around, we both make eye contact. So it looks like you're staring. It looks like I'm staring and I'm just worried in my head. I'm like paranoid being like, do I look like a fucking homophobe here? Like, what's the best way to do it? And then I realise I'm sat at a table with a bloke. So I start twirling the hair I'm laughing at all your jokes and I'm like hey, look me too like I'm not I couldn't be homophobic I, I was in the zone and that five minutes of conversation you put me in the fucking zone I was like I'm fucking crushing it here with my chat you give me confidence I just feel great I got fucking used I just didn't want to think I was homophobic so I pretended to be gay that's progress right that's uh, not well I'm going to get cancelled in 20 years for that. Um, anyway, back to Invincible. Aye. You've not Men's even- arseholes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm going to watch it again because I, I'm, I'm going to definitely indulge in the series. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I was memories too hammered to take it all in. Uh, I, I, you know what? I'll watch it again. I'll go. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I'll probably need a previously on. Aye. That's all. I, I think it does need. have a previously on at the start of each episode, anyway. But also, it gets way fucking better. It's just one of those series where every episode sort of builds up, and then there's one without. This is no spoilers, obviously. Um, there's one particular scene in the final episode where, like, in a load in the fucking snook where I was watching it in the house, I audibly went. What the fuck? Why did you draw that? <laughs> like, <laughs> like as if the artist's going to have PTSD from drawing. I, well, I was just yeah, like, look at I, them pictures, dude. I was like, you, I was like, it's one of those scenes where I was like, you could never. It was, it was another poop scooping eye thing. I was like, there's no way you would have been allowed to do that fucking scene if it was real life. Yeah, is that a bee? It's a dead bee. Fuck, that's a dead bee. Why is it backstage? Did, did you not feed it sugar water? I didn't. Did you not see it there? And then because I do, water. I do do that. And I, let me tell you what, fucking YouTube's a fucking liar. You're man. fucking like Marlene at the bees. 
Well, because you're just like, oh, you gotta have some of this sugar water. Thing. It's like, fuck <laughs> off, mate, man. Have it chilling flowers. You'll be fine. It'll make you feel better. I've just had a fucking shit ton of pollen. You're not gonna drink the sugar water. You can't be buzzing around all day long. Your body's too big for your wings. Scientists always say that you shouldn't be able to fly, but somewhere you can. You've got to be exhausted. Gareth War used to have one of my favourite fucking bits in the world. Well, did you go off it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but this really good bit about bees. But you know when you fuck, you know when you're writing together with your mates, right? And uh-huh. you just get a bit, and it's the funniest thing in the room with you and your mates, right? Uh-huh. But for some fucking reason, like audiences only give it seventy. 75% of what it deserves, maybe more, maybe less, but it's never what it was in the room. You can never find the essence of when you made your mates laugh. Aye, and, 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 but the thing is, like, man, I, la- I, just, I still love that Gareth Watt joke so fucking much, but it, I just want to be like, I'm not doing it anymore, man. Like, people, it's too long, it's too weird. But, uh, aye, he just had this entire fucking, <laughs> fucking bit about going out, and he's like, he's like, people go, you got to go outside and give give sugar water to the bees he's like no I'm not fucking running a bee bar and if I was running a bee bar I'd call it Justin's (laughs) (laughs) Justin's bee bar (laughs) (laughs) then it was just a bunch of really shit but brilliant bee puns and then this and then this entire fucking rant where he was just going he's like you know they say oh you know if all the bees dies humans will die out We've been to the fucking moon. We'll work it out. Fuck them. Like, and it was, I, I mean, I'll never do it just because I'll never be able to fucking recapture it. Uh, but, you know, that bit where you're just like, oh God, I just wish that. You wish it pinged. I wish it pinged. I wish uh, it banged, mate, because it was such a good. Is there any jokes that you've given up on that you just couldn't get the ping? Um, I used to have a bit of my, I remember my dad was so, not angry, but he was so gutted that I dropped the bet was years and years ago but he still brings it up he's like please revisit it because you know maybe the reason you you're a better comic now you yeah. can probably get your, your teeth into it a bit your more. lips around it <laughs> teeth, teeth into it is what I was looking for but lips around it's going to be when you go to I used to I used to have a bit I don't know if you remember it but it was just whenever fucking you know whenever you're hanging out with stories they go if you could be any animal what would you be and the answer is always human like there's no animal that I'm fucking jealous of. Like, I wouldn't have people go, I want to be a polar bear. I'm like, really? You want that? The whole act out was just me being a fucking polar bear and realising that my entire fucking existence is just chasing a group of other animals. And not to kill the strongest one. Like, I'm not an alpha. I'm picking off the smallest, Uh, weakest penguin. Isolating a seal. Uh, Yeah, isolating a fucking granddad one, just ripping out all of his fucking Freezing cold water. Uh, Miserable. (laughs) Miserable. Every day, the the land I live on gets fucking smaller. Uh, But I'm not sure why. I'm like, I fucking swear this was a bigger... Oh, yesterday. Walking hundreds of miles to find a mate, and the minute you find one, you get battered by someone harder. <laughs> <laughs> and even if you win the fight, you've just been in a fight with a polar bear. You can't be asked with a shark anymore. Also, it's not the, worth it. There might be some point in your fucking future, right, where you run into that, because like, you don't help raise the kids, right? Yeah. You, but you're one around next winter, you're fucking starving. You might have to eat your own son. Oh. Imagine just fucking bumping up. Hey, you're the girl I banged last year. How are you? And she awkwardly holds up a baby and you're like, fuck it, I am famished. Thank you so much for bringing this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was wondering what I was going to eat. I couldn't even get the run, run to the sealant ever. Uh, I'll tell you what, I'll slap you across the jaw. You go find another man and I'll just fucking eat our baby together. And you complained that you had to carry it for nine months. How about I carry it inside uh, of you? I put it in my belly for nine hours and then have a shit. <laughs> Uh, what, are, what are their animals then? Oh, I wish I was a fucking eagle so I could soar and so I could fly and so I could eat worms and then spew them at my baby's mouth. <laughs> oh, I, I should have stopped with the soaring and flying. <laughs> Imagine that, your mum. Dinner! Oh, God, she's just... Oh, she's got to spew a mouse up. I didn't ask to come into this world, mum. <laughs> Why are you spewing a mouse up into me gut? <coughs> I used to have another bit that I could, I could never get fucking working, which was all, you know, all those uh, man versus nature shows. Man versus nature. Who will win? Man. 
we've won. There's no Arctic left. Like, 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 just because somebody occasionally dies in the Amazon doesn't mean we are not fucking owning the Amazon. Uh, we're chopping those fucking trees down. We're gutting it. But I think uh, if, just... if we if we threw all seven eight billion people at the Amazon, it would probably be gone within fucking days, man. Uh, I mean, it'll be gone in a couple of years, and we're, and we're, and we're still conserving it. <laughs> to, to be Joe Rogan here, we're mold on a sandwich. <laughs> Who would win mold or sandwich? The sandwich isn't fighting back. <laughs> um, I, my, uh, the jokes that I couldn't really get firing, ironically, was about women making bullets during World War One. The, the fact that we're proud of, the fact that we're proud of, is that women made the bullets during World War One, working the factories. Right. And, uh, and that fact that would never match up with the first fact that we're proud of is selling fucking something. I can't remember the exact stat, but I had the exact stat for the thing, but it was something like half the bullets didn't go off. Oh, Obviously, yeah. it's probably because the gunpowder gets wet in transit. It's like yeah, fucking sure, yeah. the, 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 and the, also, gun, the gun designs are. Anything literally mass produced at a moment's notice uh, is not, not going to be. It's no to deal with the women, no. right? It's like that, that is, I'm trying to imply that throughout the whole thing, right? But you, you do now that there's somebody runs over the trenches. They didn't want to get out of the trenches, but they get shot in the back off the road, fucking general, if they don't. So <laughs> they're running out. Hour in the, 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 they're gonna die, right? right? They're just hoping that they get a kill first, so they've made a contribution to the war effort, right? And they raise up their gun and they look down the barrel of the rifle and fucking get a jury in their sights. <laughs> <laughs> and then they can click, oh, women. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like the side of their head comes off. <laughs> no, no, it's just the German guy. <laughs> Fires, clicks, and then just goes, ah, damn Oh, yeah, and then they have like a moment of solidarity. <laughs> like, uh, I, I tried different permutations of the joke where they were having moments of solidarity over just like the women working in the factories because it was happening for the same for the Germans too. It just, it didn't need to be said. That was uh, the problem with the also, joke. The like, problem was, like, shh, just stop talking about that. This isn't helping. Yeah, also, <laughs> women have also been the, are, are normally the butts of the joke in fucking comedy clubs from lazy comics. So a lot of the time, They'll just, people misinterpret me like you go no 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 there's there's layers to this don't get me wrong the base is like I'm obviously being sexist but I'm ju- I'm trying to do it in such a I'm trying to say that there would, would have been a sexist man at the time I that or, had that attitude well man the other thing is about fucking comedy is I and it's so hard to do sometimes like the hardest bits to do are when you play the fucking asshole right because if because if I mean especially with the shows that we've done where we do like fucking progressive jokes or you know shows with fucking messages it means occasionally you can't just fucking step back and go I've got jokes in this year's show where I'm very clearly just I'm going to say the worst thing that I don't fucking mean and people go oh but normally you're so nice and correct I'm like aye but I like being the I, I, I like being a kind of like I like being dark and edgy sometimes it's like it's, it's, some of the it's a cliche thing to, to say as a comedian it really is but sometimes you like just testing that line well for me comedy was always if you can justify the unjustifiable that's funny like if you can take something like Bill Burr is a master of it just in the sense is he's going to say something that nobody agrees with like a perfect example he's got a bit about why he hates dogs he's like I fucking hate dogs and, and obviously nobody apart from you hates dogs Whoa. and and it was just, you but really then, exaggerate everything I'm 45 I hate dogs <laughs> look I'm, I'm 37 nearly 38 and I hate the listener's dog <laughs> the person listening to this just you as an individual I can't, I can't love your dog the way you do. <laughs> but he eventually... That hurt people, by the way. You oh, know that. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah. that hurt people. Well, it's nice of you to do it on a non-Patreon episode. Start attacking <laughs> random audience members. Um, but then, but eventually get thrown to this fucking bit where he's, he's, love, he's got his own dog and he loves it. And I think it's brilliant. I'm like, that's really good because you took the audience from something that they all fundamentally disagreed with. And through language and words and... F- faulty but like seemingly logical arguments you manage to get them fucking on mm. your side that's great if you can say something horrendous and yeah. then get people to fucking laugh at it that's great but, but like he's, he's got he's got some really like the, uh, the stuff that you just can't agree with but it's funny that he's saying it like the stuff about um, Rihanna Mm. And who was it that a Chris Brown? Chris Brown attacked her for no reason or something. He's like, no reason. He shouldn't have done it. But there's not, not. He didn't just start hitting her. He was like, mm-hmm. I can think of seven reasons right now, and I'm not even drunk. And that—that's his approach to the whole thing. Right. Was that shouldn't have done it? There's probably a reason. 
it didn't need to be said. Right. You're, like, you're looking at that guy and, oh, you don't need to be joking about that, really. Oh. And you can see why some people have went off him because of it. But I like that he goes there. Well, I like that he tries to find comedy from them positions. It's, it's also, like, I think he goes to the same fucking problem that Jim Jeffries often, like, suffers, which is you don't get to pick your fucking fans. Now, don't get me wrong. Like, one thing I will say against them is you do uh, uh, curate your fans. Like you do whatever jokes you do, bring a certain fucking audience, right? And they come and they fucking enjoy. Like people will watch men. Will, some men will watch Jim Jeffries do a bunch of funny woman shit, and they'll just be laughing at the fact that he's saying horrible shit about women, uh, ignoring the fact that most of the time he's the fucking butt of the joke, and he's being this. But I, sometimes I think with comics like that, you could have a fucking bit more responsibility where you go, right? Look, now let's fucking take a step back, and yeah. I don't actually fucking think this. And I think. Bard doesn't do enough of that. Like, he'll sit there and say fucking things and people will fucking laugh. And I'm like, man, I know 75% of the audience are laughing because it's funny, but 25% are not getting the irony in your joke. Uh, They're just laughing at fuck women. And I do think sometimes you have to take fucking responsibility there and go, it's my job to make sure that the bad people aren't laughing at the wrong bits of this uh, fucking joke. Because otherwise, you give them the confidence to... It's like using uh, fucking the R words in public. Like, I'll happily use that word in private conversation. I'd never do it publicly because I cannot trust that other people won't use it in fucking horrendous ways. Like, mm-hmm. they won't, you know... It's You, you, you do have a... I, I had um, I I don't know... It was when I first started out, I realised that these people were in the audience, right? I, I used to do a joke about when I worked at the sports centre, and it was based on a true real poster, right, where they fucking got the child running. Oh, I'll right. say no running, like a cartoon of a child. And then I'll be like the one kid they've coloured in brown for diversity purposes, which was true. There was one kid on this whole poster with like 12 different rules on. One kid they coloured in brown for diversity purposes is told no bombing. Oh, right. right, and I had a few punchlines that come off the back of, the, of that joke, right? And um, somebody saw us after the gig and started blowing smoke at my arse and telling us it was a great gig and then he was like oh man I love the one about the packet at the swimming pool I was like that's not what the joke was that's not what the joke was man didn't be saying that didn't be that to us fuck you mate my eyes widened on him like I was like no uh, no this isn't who I am as a comic like uh, don't take, take that at face value like they're, they're laughing at their fucking inadvertent racism from somebody who had one job uh, that's what the joke trying, is they because they were trying to be inclusive and they actually made it way fucking uh-huh. nice. Yeah. Fuck, man. But, then again, but the, fuck. And I guess the bigger you are and the more widespread you are and the more people get to see your stuff, the more people like that in the audience you're going to get to follow you. Aye. And don't be wrong, I do think, you know, comics are allowed to always, not not hide behind, but always use the thing of it's just a joke. And I, all, I fucking agree all the time. It's just a joke. It's a joke. It's a, ma- a man or a woman said the fucking joke into a microphone in a comedy club. It was a fucking joke. But on the other side of fucking things, if you're hiding behind it's just a joke all the time, you're not putting enough uh, effort into your wait. jokes. If you're one defense is I'm just kidding. You're like, right, well, just because you're just kidding doesn't automatically make it fucking funny. Yeah, you, you, like, I'll, I'll absolutely forgive myself immediately for a swing and a miss. Aye. Right. As long as like you grow from it and learn from it and try not to swing and miss, try and try and land m- more frequently. Aye. Oh yeah. <laughs> Just make sure that you're like if you if you say something. I mean, man, I've done fucking plenty of jokes where, you know, in hindsight they were types of phobic that I'm no longer fucking proud of. Like, aye. man, I used to do a lot of fat shaming jokes. Yeah. Aye, and, aye. and 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 now that I'm I'm not. Happy. I'm not going to go back and fucking delete them and I'm also nah. not going to do a fucking apology tour off the back of them but what I will do is I'll not do jokes about fucking fat people anymore because I'm just like what's the fucking point and also they're giving a hard enough time grow in that sense and go what am I going to you know talk about fucking this year who is the butts of my jokes here and have they been the butt of the joke for most of their that, fucking life? That's what I saw so, uh, somebody peddling themselves as a right-wing comedian. The right-wing comedian that was in the fucking banners on the video. And I clicked on the video. He was just fat shaming. I was like, that's not what right-wing is. It's not a political opinion. You're just being an arsehole to people. Oh, well, I think that right-wing comics aren't right-wing comics. They're just fucking people that want to be able to say fucking mong and retard and spastic and faggot and all these other fucking horrible things again. And they want to just hide behind the guys. Oh, I'm just joking. And you go, man, uh, you know, like that's 
you to just be joking, but people are always allowed to look at your jokes and goes, those are shit. And they're not laughing, they're not not laughing at the jokes because they're necessarily more sensitive. But it's because your jokes were funny 35 fucking years ago. Like, you've not updated, none of what you're saying is new or challenging. Like, you don't have to fucking be progressive. You just have to, in fact, I would argue that it's probably easier to be a right-wing comic at the moment, right? Because, well, even though we've got a fucking right-wing government and comedy is inherently about speaking truth to fucking power, there is power on the left with air quotes, cancel culture and fucking whatnot. Man, if you can challenge those people's thoughts in ways that are funnier than what you're fucking doing it. But uh, you can't do it because you're just shit. You're just a shit fucking comic who wants to fucking do racist jokes and you want to just say shitty things about people you hate because you're fucking sad on the inside I, because the, you're not a good comic there's a lot of like sneering towards woke coming from that angle anybody that's sat on that side of the fence is like acting like you know the buzzwords like woke and snowflakes and, and shit like are, are you like are you trying to tear down empathy and compassion is that your angle well I think that I think that like you know man I get it we First of all, there's no, it's, cancel culture is this big thing. There's no cancel culture mob, by the way. It's not like the Nazis. There's not like a group of them. There's not, like, there's Tories, and there's a group of Tories, and they're in fucking charge. But they'll do the same thing. It's like the way the American fucking propaganda works when they, they'll talk about socialists. They'll never show you the socialists. They'll never show you the communists. But it's just this big oogie fucking boogie boogie man that's just out there that's this fucking evil it's not tangible aye oh there's cancel culture out there oh I get what you mean there's a bunch of instances where people were called on their shit and some of it was right and some of it was absolutely fucking wrong but don't pretend it's the same people every fucking time like it's 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 a mindset that a group of people have and also if you want to ignore it get the fuck off of Twitter it's impossible to be fucking cancelled, uh, like unless you're like a rapist or a fucking murderer, you've done something genuinely against the law. It's impossible to be cancelled if you're not online. Aye. It's impossible. Yeah. Um, it's just like uh, Cameron James said it on the fucking podcast a while ago, there's a um, comic and he's a host of uh, The Project out in Australia. And he got cancelled for a comment he made a while ago, and the but he's not on Twitter. And just the makeup artist was like, "Oh, how you, how you doing?" He's like, "Yeah, fine." He's like, "You've been cancelled." And he was like, "Oh, oh okay, because yeah, I still get up in the morning, to his job, have my cereal, go to work, on. make love to my wife." Aye, you just wait on a fucking website and you read all the horrible comics, and I know that plays against your mind. You weren't cancelled. You were yelled at for a shit joke. And there's two, there's many different ways to react to it. You can go, I'm going to keep fucking telling the joke. And nobody's stopping you doing it. Mm. You're not not being booked in comedy clubs because of your joke. You're not being booked in comedy clubs because you're not in the top 20% of comedians. Uh, and as well, like people can stop finding you funny if they see your true nature. So if you get someone like Louis C.K. who's telling the jokes that he tells... They're not as funny if you know there's a bad man behind them. Yeah. When you know he, what I mean? He, like, if, if he's, cr- like, Bill Burr gets away with it because he's sound and he can tell he's sound. So he can talk about anything and go down dangerous places because you're not really, you, you know it's not really him. Yeah, he's just such a heightened fucking character. But when, like, Louis C.K., like, all the things that he was funny about, was, you know, he was a gross man and it was always just this hidden insular shame that he had. And then, and then you realised it wasn't insular, it was actually out in public. And you go, oh! Motherfucker, no! And this is the thing, I'll fucking say this on the podcast. Any American comedian, and I mean literally any of them, that say they didn't know what Louis C.K. was up to during the years, is full of fucking shit. Oh, really? Wasn't that open? Man, I went to fucking Just For Laughs Comedy Festival in 2000 and... I'm going to say... 10 or 11 and me like at this point like I'm man I'm just doing 10s and 15s like I'm not doing my fucking show I'm not fucking big I heard the fucking rumours then I was told the fucking stories then and I was a nobody from Scotland if I knew what he was up to yeah fucking everyone yeah, you, knew you what weren't he was getting the hot scoop 
yeah. in the in the green room. Like that was that was fucking on every single wall of every Public single comedy odd. club. Man, it's what it's look. It's the same reason that everyone knows that James Corden is a fucking cunt and that Peter Kay is a cunt. These are stories that exist uh, on the fucking circuit. You get it. You get it from staff at venues. Yeah, you get it, uh, like everyone fucking knows. Oh, I can't believe James Corden's an arsehole. Yes, you fucking can. What are you? Anyone that's worked with them says uh, he's a fucking arsehole. Anyone that's worked with Peter Kay will tell you there are so many horror stories of these people on the fucking circuit that when it finally goes public, people are, and this is where I might agree with some of the fucking writer comics. I'm like, look at you, virtue signaling, pretending you didn't fucking know. I'm like, you fucking knew, man. Aye. Yes. Who do you want to get cancelled next? We're talking about this at lunch. Oh, Pasco. <laughs> <laughs> I love the theory she says a bully or something like that. Aye. She's being really like fucking abusive and manipulating, like fucking runners at shows or whatever. I see. see I, don't <laughs> I love. I love it. Get fun, dude. She's probably sound. <laughs> she's probably. She's probably an absolute darling. Uh, well, my 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 one nice story about Sarah Pasco. The reason I liked her for years and years was. Uh, when we were at uh, Latitude Festival one year, um, like uh, I was with her and a bunch of other comics, and we were just sat down, and she was like, "She's like, do you want to do a pill?" And I was like, oh, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, do a fucking pill." So she, she, she went and she got us both pills, and I did one. She did one, and about forty-five minutes later, I was like, "Fucking hell, these are strong." And she was like, "You didn't do a full one, did you?" And I was like, "Yes." She was like, "I said only do half," and I'm like. Fuck! And she went, oh, don't worry about it. And then popped the second half. And then she had the other halfway. And I was like, all right, that's a good... That's all right. Maybe she's just a drug addict. Aye. Buy that off Elliot Steele. (laughs) Buying drugs off a teenager. There we are. What's on the one show? (laughs) (laughs) Like, I do... I've I've got a fucking fascination with, like, cancellations and stuff just because I do, you know... uh, It's such a weird fucking public... Twile fucking that we do, like it, you know. I don't want to use the fucking term witch hunts because, like, using the term witch one is really inherently wrong. Because really trivializes what was actually happening back then. The one murder and women. Yeah, yeah. The, the reason witch hunts are a horrible term is because witches don't and never have existed. Yeah. So what a witch hunt actually is? It's killing is, a woman that could do maths. Aye, it's killing innocent fucking people because of just their fucking opinions. And that's not what any of you are going through. You're not being fucking witch hunt. You're being called a cunt because you are a cunt. Now, don't get me wrong. You have a right to be a fucking cunt, but you don't have a right to fucking right. stage time right, or success. You're comparing this with being thrown in a river, and if you drown, you're innocent, and if you float, you're a witch, and you're going to get burned. Aye. You're comparing that and not being able to say <laughs> spastic. Do you know, uh, <laughs> like... Oh. Hello, man. I might, have t- I might have told this on the podcast already, but uh, do you know when the last witch, air quotes, was, uh, uh, was, was punished in Scotland? Oh, all right. Like 1600, late 1600s or something. 1918. Oh, wow. But for really good reasons. So during World War II... <laughs> no, can't, can't wait to hear this. <laughs> during, she flew by on a broomstick. <laughs> She was part of the German bomber. She was on the. She was on the back of the fucking broom. <laughs> Just cackling with a Luftwaffe. <laughs> uh, she the basically during World War One. I'm pretty sure it was people. What's like, the Auschwitz? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you. That was World War Two, but good joke. Got us. During World War One, obviously there was just mass amounts of fucking men dying, and there was a lots of there were lots of fucking widows, right? Uh, and there was this woman who was uh, she Scottish widows, Scottish Scottish widows is where they started. <laughs> she was uh, offering like fucking seances and taking money off of fucking widows, being like, "I can talk to your husband from beyond the grave if you give me." 20 bob, 30 fucking bob, whatever, and she would just make shit up, and she was just scamming, grieving fucking people, and, like, the local government were so fucking... Oh, was she offering them some kind of relief and solace and No, counseling. she was profiting off of it. She was profiting off the Profiting off it. You, could, However you, you could have done it for free, yeah. and then, I guess it's fine, it's like fucking yeah. Mystic Meg's horoscopes, 
but you're you're a liar. You know you're a fucking charlatan. You know what you're doing is not real. You're, scam- you're scamming people based on their grief. Yeah, you're scamming vulnerable fucking people during a war when everyone's going through fucking abject poverty is fucking well, by the way. Um, but they couldn't fucking punish her for this. Like but, a Tory donor. But because they hadn't changed the laws on witches, they just stopped burning them. But the law had never been fucking deleted that you could punish a, uh, a woman for some form of witchcraft. They're like, are you actually talking to the dead? So they let her have it. Of course I am. They're like, good. You're in fucking jail, you fucking witch. And she was like, no, no, it's a, no, I'm a cop. No, I am a witch. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. that. You're like, what's the smallest sentence? <laughs> it's the smallest sentence on being a witch or being a con artist. I'll tell you what the story, fucking shortest sentence is. Fuck off, you cow. No. I'm fucking, eh. Right. I think we should do that more, man. Anyone that fucking, I, I love that law. Let's keep that. Anyone that claims to fucking talk to ghosts, man, you're a witch. You're Sorry. a witch. I lost it there. I self-confessed. You can only be a self-confessed witch these days. And you fucking go, <laughs> man. The man, we can't. We don't know. We don't know how you do it. Like it's dangerous. You can talk to the fucking dead. It's possible. You could go work for the fucking enemy, and you could talk to like our dead people from beyond the grave, and work out where all the fucking nuclear codes are, or all the fucking bases are. We have to lock you away because you're too fucking powerful. Unless you admit that you're a fucking charlatan. Yeah, and you get Derek, Derek Cora just get <laughs> floated, <laughs> floated up the tiny. <laughs> all those fucking twats. Um, should we talk about Matt Hancock? Sure. Like, how eh? <laughs> <laughs> and that's that done. That's right. him. Let's put that to bed then. <laughs> like, how eh, man? These are the people that we expect the fucking care about were. The health secretary who's mm. meant to care about us. And the fucking shit in their own nest. Mm. They don't even care for their own families. Aye. And we expect them to look after us in what time of need. And then fucking what Boris Johnson now fucking absolute hands tied. He cannot, he cannot speak out about what he's done, but, breaching the COVID rules and cheating on his wife because of the constant fucking marriage that happened out of his own wedlock. Aye, aye. It, they couldn't, they couldn't, couldn't say anything about it. So he has to stand there and just go, I days to no right sound <laughs> like the fucking. <coughs> the, it's such a fucking terrible standard of. Just being a decent human that they're sitting from a position of leadership. Aye. But then again, nobody, and this is for fucking both sides, or not necessarily nobody, there must be some good, but career politicians, all evil. Like, you just, like, oh, what are you. If you want to be a politician, you shouldn't be a politician. That's the shame aye. of it. And anyone's it, getting picked like jury service. It should be fucking like jury duty. It should be an art, but it should be jury duty. Based on fucking qualifications, right? So you should just fucking sit there. You've been a teacher for 20 fucking years. You've worked your fucking way up. You've been fucking underpaid the entire time. You've had to pay for your students' fucking pencils and all this stuff coming out of your own wages, right? Eventually, and this is the last thing you want, you've just retired. You've done your fucking shift as a teacher. And it comes to the mail. Oh, fuck, I'm the head of... Oh, I'm the fucking minister of education. Oh, oh shite. And, and obviously there's the fucking fee there and you get like the fucking politician's wage when it's 100, 200, 300 fucking grand a year and that's how they entice you out and it goes, sorry, it's, but it's you or a Tory and you're like, I have no, I'll do it. I, I did, I fuck, I've, I've had good virtue, I'll fool my life. Aye. So, so congratulations, uh, uh, Miss Smith, uh, you were a phenomenal uh, nurse. Uh, for several years, uh, you went into paediatrics, which we thought was great. You delivered literally thousands of uh, uh, babies. You were there for grieving mothers and fathers. And then we remember you took the two years off and you retrained in something else. And you actually came back uh, as a surgeon. You became the head of your department. Congratulations and congratulations on your retirement. By the way, you're not fucking retired. You're now the head of education. You're the health, <laughs> the health secretary of the UK. Oh, you motherfuckers. Oh, you mother... No, uh, but I'll well do it. It should be a poison chalice. Uh, it should be like a real, like, you, you've got, you get given this, like, prestige. It should be like a noble position where everyone fucking has, like, claps, like, fucking well played, taking that role, stepping up when society needs you to step up. It shouldn't be somebody that fucking weaseled away in with fucking slitting the right, the right throats and fucking sucking the right dicks and fucking being 
career climbers oh. that get into the position and then use the position to fucking filter money from the, the public coffers into their friends' pockets for various contracts, right? Like, fuck that guy, man. Fuck that guy. He is a made man because of how many millionaires he saw right during his fucking tenure as health secretary. The guy is fucking walking away, smile on his face, going, I'm fucking sorted. Aye. Like, it doesn't matter that you've retired from that position. You've fucking done enough when you are there to see yourself, right? The guy fucking, he, he can't lose. I look forward it, to in 25 years' time getting the letter of I've finally, I've done, I've done all my shows, we're done touring, and it's all over. Congratulations, Daniel. The uh, Secretary of Theatre and the Arts in the UK. I'll just be like, fuck. But all right. Opera's cancelled. <laughs> uh, <laughs> opera's cancelled. Or, or if you don't want me to cancel it, it's now 15% of the ticket price. Let's stop pretending this is fucking high art. Let's stop. <laughs> right, ballet, you can stay because that's really physically taxing, but also all lose the suits. Stop this. So you can fu- you can enjoy ballet in a fucking sweatshirt. I <laughs> turn up how you like. I go there stop, fucking normally. Stop, stop making it a class divide. Yeah, stop Why it. is it a class divide? Why is this particular entertainment? Man, if you man, I don't know if you've ever seen fucking good ballet, but I remember for years and years I thought I hated ballet just because man's fucking dancing on your toes. And then you actually see the best of it and you go, Oh man, this is just like another fucking form of gymnastics. Like it's just no, another man. form of like stretching and fucking bending. But can we get all those uh, old nonces out of the audience? Like, stop pretending you're enjoying ballet because you understand For the, the expression. Fucking... Aye, no, no, no. You're enjoying fucking teenagers Aye. in fucking tights. You're, you're just gonna... looking right up here. Good scene what you had for her son at dinner when she does a high kick, you <laughs> dirty old bastard. Aye. Oh, I just actually like the expressive form of the art. Name two of the songs. Huh? <laughs> uh, Swan Lake. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I just know one. Uh, you do away with musicals or you at least make them have like intervals where they have little bits of chat yeah or musicals wouldn't be allowed to you're not allowed to do one without dialogue so if they break into song it can't just be permanent song no then you're if you're a concert song you're not a musical you're an opera and you fucking go right to that audience stop lying to me and being like, oh, it's a musical. You're singing it's all such the such a weird thing for you to get vexed about, man. Man, I, I hate it. Man, I, like, I'm just constantly singing, just stop and just like fucking put the word right to like, break out. I song. like normal musicals. Like fucking... Uh, Moana. <laughs> Moana, yes. All the fucking Disney ones. I like all classics. Uh, we Will Rock You. I know a lot of people give it a hard time, but I think it's actually fucking fairly decent. Book of Mormon. Real fucking good. I'm sure there's other musicals. I would go out there Everyone's and talking about Jamie? I've not seen it, but I imagine I'd fucking love it. How fucking dare you sing the entire fucking... Stop it! What are you doing? Like, I remember trying to watch The Greatest Showman, right? Cara fucking loves it. My younger cousins fucking love it. Oh, it's it. when they're like, they try and do like little links where they're just having a conversation with each other. They're oh, just no, singing. No, I'm sad. I'm not going to walk to the shop. Just walk to the... Fu- Stop singing fucking se- scene uh, settings. You can, you can actually just chat your way through this bit. Oh, it's fucking... Build mad. it up. Bring Hamilton, shite. Lame is shite. Hamilton was oh. piping hot garbage when we watched it. Like, honestly. I think it's pretty talented, Hamilton. Oh, oh, there's, oh don't get me wrong. That everyone in it is talented and every part of it. But just because talent was involved at every level doesn't mean it's still not piping hot fucking garbage. I think it's well written. I imagine, it's I imagine most of the people who wrote on Phoenix Nights were probably talented. It's still piping hot fucking garbage. Right? It's just, it doesn't matter how many, sometimes, sometimes a bunch of talented people just make fucking shit undigestible fucking shit and fuck man I love the history of America I find it fucking fascinating when I heard the concept of Hamilton I'm like you're gonna through song explain to me independence of America brilliant you're gonna rap it as well I like rap this is Oh, it's the whole... Fu- oh, God. You know, Natalie pointed something out about... Um, she was like, oh, I wonder if, like, in a couple of hundred years' time, they just do a fucking stage show where they big up Matt Hancock after he cheated on his <laughs> wife. Because that's what happens in Hamilton, isn't it? Like, he fucking cheats on his missus. I think he's fine back then. He has the, the Reynolds pamphlet where he fucking makes an announcement about it. And announces it. it basically has his dirty laundry on Facebook, but of the 1800s. I about the fucking printing press. Aye. Um Fucking Catherine Ryan had a fucking belt. I better boot that. I'm gonna butcher. 
It was the bit about, you know, there's a song in it. You've seen it, right? Aye. You know, the, Natalie forced us to watch it on the worst night you could ever force. Like, to make me enjoy Hamilton, there's a certain scenario. You give me half a bottle of wine, we've had a fucking steak dinner, and you told me in the morning I was going to be watching fucking Hamilton. What you don't do is while we're all on coke, go, do you want to... I'm putting it on. And just put it on. And none of, nobody else in the room wanted on apart from Cara, who was blind drunk. And uh, for, Elliot was like, has Cara seen Hamilton before? And I was like, no. He's like, she's singing the song. Singing along. I'm like, she's not singing the songs. <laughs> she's just... She's making the noises. And oh, well, there was a song called uh, where he's like, how am I supposed to say no to this? And that's what he's singing about, mm-hmm. like, oh, I can't turn down this offer of this girl when he's away from home. Mm-hmm. And Cameron Ryan was like, you said it! You just said no! <laughs> you just said no! And Chaz is thinking, but he's got two kids called Philip. Do you know how many kids you've got to have if you're going to have two of them called Philip? <laughs> you've run out of all the names going through it. Um, look up my bits so that I haven't just butchered it. It's a very funny bit about Hamilton. But I, that's, that's exactly like, it would be like just now looking back on this pandemic, releasing right. a musical and fucking glamorising Matt Hancock. <laughs> Aye. Well, you know, well I, I get what you're saying, but like these people, like despite their fucking like transgressions in there, family life, arguably, depending on what's how you're on, did fucking good things for the country. Matt Hancock's not done anything positive for the country. Nah, and that's what's, that's what's I feel like infuriating the left at the minute, is that he's done so many more reprehensible things than the thing he's getting. It's it's the fucking Capone getting done for tax evasion thing, isn't the, it? Yeah, like, he's fucking, he's already... There's debt, there's blood on his hands, just fucking public money in other people's pockets. Do you, see, do you see the stupid cunts that were just like, fucking, you see all these fucking lefties all year long, they tell you what a fucking rag the sun is, but now that the sun's exposed my Hancock, they're like, they fucking love the song. No cunt, we're grateful that he was fucking exposed. In the same way, in the same way that I don't like guns, but you see the gun that killed Hitler. That was a class gun. <laughs> that was a really good gun. I'm a fan of that gun. I hope it's never used again, and I don't think guns should be legal in this fucking country. But I'm not going to deny for a second that that gun, class gun. But if the sun gun after that, nonce. <laughs> Just this idea, oh, so you fucking hate this thing, and then when they're on your side. First of all, they're not on my side. They finally did something instead of fucking harassing Meghan Markle. And don't get me wrong, I'm also not the biggest fucking Meghan Markle fan. Just because, man, you can't marry a prince and be like, why is everyone looking at me? Uh, like, come on, like, I get it, I get it. In an ideal world, in an ideal fucking world, you wouldn't be getting the fucking attention. But don't act... I'm I was really, on the motorway and I got hit by a car. Uh-huh, as yeah. A, as a married man, I'm not a big enough believer in fucking the one true love to think that there wasn't other options than the route she went down. She like. was in suits, man. <laughs> she was in horrible bosses. Like, she's, <laughs> she had options. Right, and fine, look, you love, you love fucking Harry. I fucking great for you, but I do. Walking into a wood chipper and you're like, ah, this wood chipper's mincing into pieces. <laughs> aye, we're victim blaming. It's what we're doing. It's, 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 aye, this is, this is a wrong approach, guys. Uh, but I think that's it's it. fucking victim blaming. I think it's, like, I don't, just because you get bad publicity and horrendous fucking publicity, also, on the, doesn't mean you're a great person. Like, I'm not, I don't care about it. I don't care about Prince Harry. I would like to know nothing fucking about them, right? And I get it. You're getting a lot of fucking press and negative fucking attention. What I'd suggest you don't do, though, is go to the biggest television show in the world and complain about publicity. Like, I do get the rights complaint about that. (laughs) I do get why they see hypocrisy. They're like, you went on fucking Oprah! Oprah. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's banned. Um... Ah, but then again, maybe I should just shut the fuck up about what woman of colour is going through. Maybe I should just fucking, as a white man, sit down and shut my goddamn mouth. Aye. Yes, that was a a, um, good closure on that topic, I think. Fucking good. (laughs) Um, Anyway, back to broads. Back to the fucking, aye, the the sun. Like, people were, like, the the fucking watermark, the shit out of that photo, the fucking, they're they are fucking, I hate the fucking sun, man. Oh, it was like when the Daily Mail went down and everyone celebrated. I'm like, you know he owns, you know he's still there. Like, Murdoch just uh, changed. He just moved all those fucking writers. Imagine, imagine writing for the sun and then with a straight face telling your parents you're a journalist. 
<laughs> Honestly, like it must be, it must fucking be like fucking. I remember when, like, literally before I started fucking comedy, right? When I was still in high school, like I'd watch comedy every day. I'd buy fucking VHSs off of eBay of like fucking Alan Davies and all these. It and that. Right, and I just consume. And then the next day, I'd go to school, and I'd just fucking repeat all of the fucking jokes that I was doing to my friends. And that was just me fucking learning, and that was me telling people I was a stand-up. I wasn't a stand-up. Aye. I was doing the literal lowest version of fucking comedy and being like, I'm a comedian. That's a tabloid journalist. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're not a journalist. You've not... Done, the only research you've done is, who does my audience hate? I'm going to find someone of that ilk and I'm going to spin a story to make them look because all I'm here is to do is to stoke a fucking fire because it keeps me fucking warm and it keeps my toes fucking warm. The fucking go. Do you know there was um, somebody? I, I saw somebody posted a like a lower, um, what's the word? Like it's not the center of attention news story about the fucking track and trace have lost something like five hundred million cases of COVID. It fell through the cracks mm. with the track and trace system. This thirty-seven billion pound fucking system has lost all this. And uh, somebody posted like this is the news story that they're trying to cover up by diverting attention to the to the case, right? And I read that and I'm like. This is how bad society is now. You wouldn't even need to cover up that story. Aye. People would still fucking vote for the cunts. Aye. They definitely need to cut that. That that story is bad as it is. You definitely need to cover that up with a fucking execution. I just think, guy, the fucking the fact that tabloids get to lie and then seven days later get to admit all they have to do legally is admit it was a lie on page ninety-seven. Be like, oh, that thing we said about this person wasn't true, sauce. And you're like, nobody reads that, motherfucker! Like, if you print a lie, you should legally have to, on the front fucking page... Yeah, give up, like, give up, give up one of your day's news pages. Like, sorry, we got this wrong. Uh-huh. Here's all the things we fucking got wrong. We fed to your fucking face. You don't just get to, at the fucking end of, after you've done the segment on a fucking squirrel that's learned how to jet ski. Uh, and now that you're all gone, just to let you know, uh, it turns out that uh, none of these people did the things uh, they said. This was just Ale- this was just alleged. And oh. it's, you've fucking written it after the crossword. Nobody got that far. There's no crosswords in this sun. Oh, that's, I think they're just super easy. Aye. Aye, they're the ones that like... It's just like a one-block Sudoku. They're the ones that we could nearly finish. <laughs> you know what I mean? But not quite. Do you reckon we'll ever get into crosswords? I've tried a couple of times because uh, Natalie's dad does the one in the Times every Sunday. Aye. And um, he'll put it out of the room. Sometimes you're not allowed. To, he's got rules. He's got like his house rules. Is you can research it from any of the literature in the house, so you can go and find a book in the house or an encyclopedia or whatever that's in but the you house. You can't Google it. You can't Google it. There's no using the internet. Need phone. Need phone a friend. Like so he's just like he's he's always got the crossword gun and it's open to the house, but you can't use anything from outside the house as a resource. I did resource. 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 Yeah. Resource. Aye. Defense. <laughs> defense. Oh, yeah. Fuck. There's fucking Tiago Silver in defense. Come on, defense. Oh, oh dude, man. He's going to be on PKs. That's the fucking worst. Penalty kicks, PKs. Oh. It's so mad that Americans are, are so good at doing sports coverage. Like, man, the, the way they do NFL and the way they do the NBA and everything, man, it's fucking sad. I'd love to live in America because I'd get into those fucking sports because, man, they'll show... If you're watching one game, you can just fucking go and watch all the other games. They'll fucking explain everything that's going on. Even if you don't know the fucking sport, they'll explain it every fucking time. The coverage is fucking great. They've got all the fucking experts. Fucking class. How the fuck are you still so shit at sports? fucking stalker I mean he's still just appalling at every single fucking part of the commentary to the fucking coverage the breakdown oh they don't know what they're doing the the tactical breakdowns are so bad Chris Martin shared a fucking great clip clip, because he's obviously uh, lives in LA lives in LA he's watching the fucking uh, Denmark Wales game and the commentary is genuinely like the guy the guy that's got the first goal for Denmark like this man, he had COVID, he beat it twice, he had, he had appendicitis, one of his ex-teammates stole a watch from him, 85,000, what the fuck, what is this story? Tell me about the sports you have done. Why am I learning this man's history? Sensationalizing this dude. Oh, he curled it from the outside of his left fucking toe and it just scoops into the side <laughs> netting. Oh. I really feel like just for revenge... 
during the next Super Bowl, you and me should be allowed to wear the main commentators. And when the Americans get raging about it, we go, aha, aha, right. You use ours and we'll use yours. We've right. we've nailed football commentary and you've nailed American football. Let's stay in our fucking lanes here. Uh, we've nailed football commentary, but like didn't watch anything on BT Sport with Steve McMahon. Like, oh, just, bad example. Oh, yeah, yeah. Bad don't example. watch anything ITV have ever done of sports coverage. Man, that's the fucking worst. Ali McCoy's one of my favourites in there. He's really grown on I me. I fucking love Ali McCoyston currently. Before the England match, he was like, I'm so pumped for this, I feel like marching on Carlisle. <laughs> and then he did afterwards. <laughs> he did, he stuck to his like He actually he went to march on Carlisle. After we got fucking... Aye. Got there, realised there's no day march back. <laughs> what time are we on? Uh, it's nearly time to do a, a show, actually. We're in between shows in Birmingham. Birmingham. And I'm due on stage in 20 minutes. Fucking there we go. So let's let's talk about your dad for a sweet, sweet second. Uh, your dad takes a run-up for kisses just so he can get the height right. <laughs> your dad asked your mum to bite him during sex and when she did, he started going, Ouch, Charlie. <laughs> Charlie bit me. <laughs> your dad thumbs in softies. Commitment. Your dad's got fumes coming off his pum pum like a petrol station. <laughs> Your dad calls poos softies. <laughs> <laughs> no, just the back up. Well, ask him if you want to. That's a conversation you might have to have with your papa. Your dad did a dot a dot of his pimples and got cancelled for blacking up. Your dad holds his own hand while walking to school to stop it wandering. <laughs> <laughs> Your dad used to work down the mines, but his job was to chirp and whistle. <laughs> if he ever passed out, the miners would know that there was gas leak and then go back up. Your dad shits in the showers, but he always tries to catch it on the volley to get it in the bog. I don't get me wrong, sometimes he does. <laughs> like, he's fucking Penecta, some like softies, right in there, straight in, nothing but net. Yeah, but, yeah. but man he's still got fucking bunch of shit between his doors uh, and there'll be people appearing and I'm 100% Team Cream's dad <laughs> <laughs> I totally fine to do that <laughs> he's still not over it your dad qualifies your dad qualifies for a disabled badge for his car because of how bad his opinions are <laughs> <laughs> I think the earth is flat you can park close to St. Spray's you know uh, he's not right here uh, we need to get you out of this because if you park at the further end of the fucking car park you've got more people to talk to and nobody deserves to go through that. Oh, So that's, uh, that's us back on the road. Aye. So that, there we are. There's a podcast. 